You're listening to DuckStream presented by Gettle. Get ready for some hot takes, off-the-wall topics, and candid conversations with current and former players. It's time for Eat 'em Up with Emerson Eat'em. Bosifer. What's up, Emmers? Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, how was the weekend? Weekend was good. It was down in San Diego. You know how it, you know how it goes. Never growing up. I don't. But <laughs> elaborate. That's that's why we're we're bringing you on. Elaborate. What 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 gravitated you towards uh, San Diego? Like why why San Diego? I know you you mentioned uh, you were living there last time you were on, but uh, you know what do you love about San Diego? Besides the goals, uh, yeah, goals probably is what got me to move there the most. But um, uh, when I saw it was rated the most unaffordable city, I I knew I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, and you were proactive this morning. You you called in uh, ahead of time, which is uh, when when did you start being proactive? This is this is new to me. Uh, last last week's interview was a real eye opener for me. So I'm <laughs> that was the biggest test in years. In years, so I got up a little bit early today. You know, we got a morning coffee, um, reviewed some game notes, and you know, just uh, doing my thing. Nice. And you're traveling, right? Right now? Uh, no, I'm I'm on the way back to LA uh, to hang out with my family, and then going back down to San Diego. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, overall thoughts on just uh, the, the the Penguins and their shellacking of the San Jose Sharks. 10-2 for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nietzsche, our SoCal boy. Uh, and, and just going back a little bit, it, uh, our Peewee team, Bo, it was you, me, Jason Zucker, and Matt Nieto all on that uh, Peewee AAA team, hey? Yeah, that was insane. I mean, we almost won nationals when we were uh, strictly a 92 team, basically. And that was pretty sick. But I, I mean, sh- the San Jose Sharks are an abomination right now. Um, <laughs> but that's just calling it as I see it. Like, If you were the coach my- of the San Jose Sharks, what would you do right now? Honestly... You just have to you have to change your style of play to try to fit the team a little bit better because whatever they're doing, giving up twenty goals in twenty four hours is is really hard to do. Their tendies might like have to that, play out. Hey, dress their tendies yeah. in sports. <laughs> yeah, pull the goalie from from minute one. But I, honestly, <laughs> um, I we were talking about because before the year about like ducks and the sharks because i didn't i i saw the way the ducks were constructed i didn't know how they were going to be but they're they're proving a lot of people wrong they're they play they play a fun brand of hockey and all their young guys are stepping up and it's, it's pretty cool to watch well and they're well coached right i mean you can just see it that yeah. they are dialed so uh Leading up to tomorrow night, uh, one of the the prime reasons why we we have you back on is to discuss again um, uh, this Pittsburgh Penguins team. So they're coming off a a big win against San Jose. Uh, you know the 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 Penguins dropped their last one versus the Ducks, of course, in a come from behind win uh, from the Anaheim Ducks. There, like, what are the what are the Pens got to do in order to have success against the Ducks tomorrow night? 
I think just simplify. I feel like the game was, I mean, they had a power play late in the game and then McTavish scores a win in regulation. It's like those little points, yeah, they don't seem that much in October, November, but at the end of the year, you, you miss the playoffs by a point or two. It's like it's always those one, those simple plays earlier in the year that come back to bite you. And I think Penguins, the way they're constructed, they just need their their secondary scoring to step up. You know, like the the top guys are getting older. They're all they've been playing together for 18 years, and I feel like you need. I mean, I don't know how. I don't think Raquel's really got going yet. Gensel hasn't really got going scoring wise. So those guys need to step up and and basically pot 30 if they want to be able to make playoffs and make a run. Good to hear. You you just know your stuff. You, you really do. You're keeping up, and uh, that's why we have you on. Good stuff. Well, uh, Honda Center will continue to be packed. Uh, it was electric last night in the big win. I mean, just this 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 Ducks team, Bo, taking down uh, just a, a top team in the Vegas Golden Knights, the, the reigning Stanley Cup champion. So it's just good to see they they keep coming back against uh, just – top teams which is which is so good to see they're definitely going to give the pens a hard time here um tomorrow and i look forward to it we won't keep you long here i did pick up the blank label country club crew neck um yeah am i not mistaken okay so fresh out of the package the one thing it could use is some ironing i'll I'll be honest but the, (laughs) the the viewers out there uh, and the listeners, and, and whether this goes uh, onto our, our social channels for our video segment, uh, assuming it will be, uh, look, the listeners out there get a, a view of just the thread count, the 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 upper echelon uh, clothing line that is blank label. Um, I gotta I gotta tell you, Bo, it is soft, it is comfy. Um, I feel like I can wear it as lounge wear just around the house, or if I want to go to the club, I can pull that off there too. So, look, this is a very versatile uh, crew neck sweater. Love it, and uh, look forward to, to purchasing more. What is your favorite um, uh, clothing item from from the whole line, from the whole blank label? line whether it's hat whether it is whatever crew neck sweat like what what's your go-to honestly i our shorts are really nice i now that i i wear them and i i can't wear other shorts they're just comfortable uh they're water repellent and you can wear them out or you can wear them to work out um they're really comfortable so i'd think the shorts for sure i didn't know the shorts were uh, i was going to cop the shorts anyway but now i'm definitely i might have to buy two now now that i know that they're water resistant um <laughs> hey good stuff make sure you check out blank label uh on instagram any other social platforms uh blank levels on uh, just Twitter, but we, we get a little, we get a little reckless on Twitter. So if you want to see us go back and forth with people, that's the place to do it. Okay. Well, uh, Bo, <laughs> it, uh, last thing. Thanks for once again, hopping on your encounters with Pierre Maguire. Uh, you went viral there, uh, in an interview, what it looks like, uh, Sutter there, uh, when Pierre was, um, uh, interviewing Brandon Sutter there when Sutter's time with the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Am, am I not mistaken? Is that who, who I'm seeing? And you photobombed him. Did you, is it just the photobomb or you, you've had a couple uh, 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 interviews with Pierre, have you not? 
Uh, I have, but I I was doing that like just I don't know why I started doing that to be honest. It was um, I would do it every time we had an NBCSN game, and I would be behind doing something stupid, and then coach calls me in. He's like, <laughs> he pulls up clips of me behind. No Jeremy way. Clark. Yeah, he's like, he's like, man, you gotta stop. Like you, like you're you're clearly not focused. And you're not ready to play. And the clip he sh- pulled up, oddly enough, I'd scored in the first minute of the game. That's so, right. That's right. Did you photobomb after or before that goal? Before. Like, before. It's, it's like the interview right as, like, it's still dark in there. And then they they pull up the lights. And then you just start ripping the game. And he's like, man, you got to stop. And, and did like, you, but did, did you rebuttal with that? Did you say, coach, I, I scored like a few shifts later? I, I said I was ready to play, but you, you know how it goes. You just, you're just, uh, you just lock up. You're a sheep. You just go, yeah, whatever you need, coach. <laughs> uh, always keeping it light, always keeping it fun. Bo, thanks. This was a quick one. Uh, I told you we wouldn't be long. Thanks for hopping in once again. Uh, safe travels. Enjoy the family. Appreciate you. Emmers, I will jump on whenever you need me to. That's that's. Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm going to use that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You are you you said it. Do you want to take it back? Or are you sticking I, with hey. it? No, if you need if you need my premier hockey knowledge, I'm ready to jump on whenever. You're a beauty. Okay, take care of yourself. I know you're sore somewhere right now. Um, so everywhere anyway hey take care appreciate you thanks for joining us all right later buddy quack 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 oh ducks fans it just uh it feels so good to really uh be on be on top um now you know we're not on the the top of the standings per se but uh boy is this team rolling here uh, some big wins. We got uh, Arizona, which we'll we'll visit here in just a sec. Uh, what a game that was! And then, of course, last night, uh, look, Honda Center was absolutely rocking. Five p.m. tilt there. Thirtieth anniversary unis. Um, those Sunday games are great because you get in early, you have fun. Uh, just the 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 barn's been absolutely packed energy has has just been through the roof um i gotta tell you the the jumbotron work and and it's always fun against uh, las vegas because they're the instigators on on social media right so um our social media team with the the ducks did fantastic you know they had a a minions meme there uh, after they were leading coming into the third period we rebuttaled with one uh, post game after the big dub we're just having fun it's just it's more fun when you win um, and we're certainly winning and winning uh, a lot. So six in a row with last night's dub, 30th anniversary unis are just, uh, God, they, every time you look at them, they just look better and better. And we're certainly playing well in them. And uh, hopefully that continues. But uh, look, this is just a, a well-coached Ducks team. It seems like any area where the the previous game, there's some hiccups or a little bit of a struggle city, um, you know, they just come back and and, and are, are that much better in, in whatever area. And, you know, the penalty kill's been good. It was solid in last night's game, but I'll save it. We're, we're going to just do a little recap here. Uh, 
to Wednesday's game last week. That was uh, a great game there, just at Honda, Wednesday night. Um, place was packed, and and everyone was was there to see two teams in similar situation, just from an organizational standpoint, both young, a deep prospect pool, uh, certainly two fast teams that play with a lot of energy. So it was it was just fun. And uh, Arizona, well, the, the Ducks came out hot. Back to back goals from Troy Terry. God, the first one was great. He took it off the near side flank on the power play and just ripped it short side chi. And and that was the the shot that we're so used to seeing with him, you know, going back a, a couple of years ago when he had uh, almost 40 tucks and I mean, that's just how he was shooting. He was shooting with velocity. And uh, I, I mean, that shot, it, w- it was right back to it. So good to see him just take over. This was the Troy Terry show. Uh, there was four goals scored for the Anaheim Ducks. He had a point on all of them, including a hat trick and the OT game winner. It was just a, oh my God, it was a two-on-one. The patience, you know, McTavish, is he going to shoot? Is he going to pass? Ends up... You know, freezing everyone, including the D, sliding it right over, and uh, no mistake from from Troy Terry on that finish. So, just fun to watch, and another big time uh, come from behind win. Of course, the Ducks scored the first two, and then Arizona got the next three. Anaheim uh, proceeded to tie it up and, and win it an OT. And Arizona's scary because you just think, oh, Arizona's rolling in, and uh, it's just that and it's unfortunate because they got the logo. Everyone talks about just the great uh, iconic logo they got because it is really lights out and you know their arena situation and and ownership moving and and I mean the great thing for them that that owner really cares. He, he wants that team to stay there. So um you know for the fans that's that's got to feel good. Uh he loves that area and uh you know look he bought that team in Arizona. He's he loves the development, the the Austin Matthews and and just the uh, the, the the amount of talent that's that's coming out of that that region, but uh, long story short, they've had their uh, fair share of tumultuous just I know time within the the last two three years here. Um, so you know for them, it's just you, you, you face them, and it's not that you disregard the talent or underestimate what's on paper there, but to everything they've been through the. The non-traditional hockey market, and and sometimes it's it's how people view, uh, you know, unfortunately the Ducks, right? It's just you know SoCal and um, a lot of competition. You got Kings, duh, you know, you got the the baseball out here. I mean, what isn't there to do out here in California? So um, the market for uh, you know media, so on and so forth, it's it's on the lighter end. So you know, I'm assuming uh, there's you know, a fair share of teams that anytime they're playing. Anaheim, they they think that way, and it's uh you know just another reason why the the Anaheim Ducks are continuing to have to just prove people wrong. Um, you know whether it's maybe just the the not loaded with just I mean you look at a team for example the Pittsburgh Penguins just on paper how much superstar firepower that they have and and you know they're dealing dealing with their their fair share of struggles there early on, but uh, this Ducks team they're just they're hardworking and um God they're they're out to prove themselves each and every game which is it's just infectious and uh the league's starting to take note especially of course with with last night's win uh against the Vegas Golden Knights there but uh just yeah going back to this Arizona game last Wednesday uh it wasn't easy uh yeah they came out hot but uh boy that Arizona team the 
the the cycle plays and the transitions and in the switches uh, top of the circles up in their offensive zone. Um, it's hard. It, it's hard to to beat, especially when you're you're playing man on man. And when those switches happen, you just got to stay with a guy. Like you, you can't be switching with them, or else you you just bang right there. One switch goes, you lose them, and then it's game over because everyone's scrambling. So that's what makes um, you know, the man on man system so difficult. But uh, you know, Coach Greg Cronin's got these. Ducks players dialed in and not a whole lot of separation. And it uh, it's frustrating teams. It's frustrating teams like Arizona that uh, are used to having more room out there on the ice when you're running more of a zone defense, uh, a little bit more stationary, and and uh, you don't have players always on top of you. It, it's a little bit easier, but uh, not against this Ducks team. So long story short, another come from behind win. Uh, just for Arizona, Kraus looked good. Um, he... Pop two in a similar fashion, going down on on one knee there, just net front, just finishes, and and he's becoming a you know just a big time, you know, a cornerstone for that that franchise. He's big. He finishes hits on his forecheck. He wins battles, competes, and they got some big boys out there. I mean, you got Bukestad, you got him, um, but uh, Kraus certainly had himself a night with with two tucks there. Logan Cooley, nice break there. Uh, it just just driving wide, and and I complimented. Um, uh, uh, God, what's his name there? Uh, Liam O'Brien, uh, who who made a, an outlet pass with only one glove uh, on one hand there, and then the the other hand was gloveless, and he made a, a nice stretch pass, kind of started the whole play. So, uh, you know, kudos to him for he's he's been showing up consistently, like he's being a difference maker for that team. Uh, he's a guy that's been brought up through that system, and. And, uh, you know, just that's that's how you you earn people. You, you win people over is just, uh, you know, that kind of just it's like a Sam Carrick, right? He's earned his stripes in the in the minors and to see him playing so well, it's so definitely similar circumstances between those two players and, and both deserving. Um, so, yeah, Anaheim comes out for three big win. Um, you know, it wasn't easy that game. And uh, yeah, I mean that they certainly took that one into last night's game. Uh, once again, 5 p.m. puck drop, and uh, uh, the place was electric right from warm up. Stepping on with those 30th anniversary eggplant jerseys, they just look pristine. Uh, first goal scored by Golden Knights was uh, Ivan Barbashev, and it was just a nice two-on-one, uh, well executed from Jack Eichel. Just had the the smoothest hands on that play. The patience for days was fooling everyone. Was he going to shoot? And he ended up passing at the last second, and it was in tight. Like there was no more room to jam that puck in on the on the weak side there for for Barbashev. So. That was a pretty uh, goal. Unfortunately, obviously, it was against Anaheim. They followed it up, making it 2 nothing for Vegas. And that was scary. That was a scary mark because it kind of matched that first game where, God, it doesn't seem like Vegas was dominating. I mean, early on, they were. The, the shots uh, were not close first 10 minutes. Uh, and then the the next probably, you know, 20 or so minutes, Anaheim, you know, really started to, to slow things down, play with confidence and, uh, you know, really just started taking command of the puck, which was great. And and they they closed that gap in, in shots there and really started to to just execute better, play with more poise and confidence. And, and that's where, you know, Anaheim just took advantage. And uh, God, I mean, just to really shock this this Golden Knights team uh, to you know, kill off some 
big, big uh, you know, penalties, and 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 they they killed off some just power plays from the the Vegas Golden Knights that were were difference makers in this game. And uh, sure enough, just key performances. Adam Henrique with uh, the power play goal, and he's a guy that once again he's not going to be flashy. He's not going to uh, really take over games from just going end to end per se. But uh, look, he gets it done. He he plays a solid north south game. He's heavily replied, um, uh, relied on on the penalty kill, um, and and you know no different on the the power play. He's that bumper net front uh, player there with that that support, but he just little spinorama shot, just turned it around. I thought it went five hole initially, but uh, at the end of the game, I actually saw the replay and it went along the ice. It would have been short side from from his vantage point there and a lot of traffic in, in net there. And uh, the goaltender Thompson for the Vegas Golden Knights, ah, he just didn't, uh, didn't see it. So it was a big time goal, followed up with Sam Carrick in tight. My God. And on the call, I said shades of Paul Korea. Cause that's, I feel like that's a move that Paul Korea would have done um, there back in the day. Just a, a little forehand, backhand, back forehand, sliding a five ball. And there was no, because Thompson got across quick. So the fact that he was just so, that was his go to move. Like you, you, you knew he was, he had that in his mind, uh, and he visualized it. He executed it so well. He wasn't going back from that move, and it and it worked. But uh, boy, in tight like that, how Thompson moved that was it was it's tough to orchestrate a play like that um, happening so quick. And and he just got it done. So Mason McTavish in tight, just popping one, and he continues to just he's a guy who just knows where to be. All the time, but especially in those big moments, whether it's you know coming out of the box and and finishing in like he did a few games ago. Um, I mean, it just big time players just seem to find those prime time spots. And, and Mason McTavish, he's he's as cool as they come uh, in those prime time scoring areas. Sam Carrick followed up with the empty net, making it four two, and kind of went the 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 exact opposite of of how we last played him. Um, you know, we, we didn't have that come from behind, uh, not energy. Look, Vegas, that first game had a couple games under their belt. Uh, we were coming in cold it being the, the first game of the season. So we had that extra jump. We, we had that extra, the belief because I mean, time and time again, this Ducks team has, has come from behind. So it's, uh, the comeback kids, it's the comeback kids. These Ducks players are dialed. It doesn't matter if it's the Vegas Golden Knights. It doesn't matter if it's the Boston Bruins. I mean, if you look at this, including myself, I, I was like, boy, this first stretch is a tall order. And, uh, you know, just the fact that this Ducks team uh, is where they're at in the standings, it's not going to be a breeze. This this Ducks team doesn't think, oh, you know, we got past the hard part. It, you know, we beat a team like Arizona who's playing great, but, uh, you know, it, it's a team where... Sh- not easy to drop, but is droppable. Uh, the the Flyers, they're playing well heading into that game. It certainly wasn't easy, but you know, once again, you're you're coming off a win against Boston. You go to Philly, uh, not the same teams. Philly's a, a little bit of a step down. You know, you still get it done in in dramatic fashion, high scoring game, put up the huge amount of goals in that one. So it, it just it really doesn't matter the circumstance for this Ducks team. They get it done in in different ways, whether it's come from behind or you know, putting together a, a full 60, um, like in that Philly game. So look, they're, they're up for the task, whoever it may be. 
this Vegas Golden Knights game last night. Honda Center, once again, electric. And uh, it doesn't matter, weekday games, uh, those Sunday games at Honda. I mean, it's been so fun to, to call games up there with Steve Carroll in the, the booth. And a lot of good calls, a lot of good sounds from, from last night. Came out with the dub, making it six in a row. Um, so just moving on. Turn the page, right? That that's that's what happens here in the National Hockey League. You cannot uh, be satisfied at any one point. Uh, each day is a new day. Uh, got a nice practice day today. Work on uh, any kind of kinks that uh, you needed to get out from from that last game there last night, and and away we go. Honda Center, seven p.m. puck drop, and uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, the place will be buzzing. I know a lot of people who, hey, I'll be at uh, tomorrow's game, you know, whether it's just watching the the Ducks just dominate, continue on, and hopefully making it seven in a row. I got a couple mutual buddies. Matt Nieto is back, a, a SoCal native there, a good buddy of mine. So um, he popped one against San Jose. So good for him. We want him to do well against Anaheim, but we want the win. So, Maddie, play great, but uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's the Ducks. We got to get number seven. So I want you to play well, but your team, no. Um, it's one of those things. It's kind of that sticky area where you you just you want your buddies to do well, but not the team, right? So that's the kind of dilemma I'm in right now. Um, just looking back to last game in Pittsburgh, it was that tough game, the Monday, just after a long road trip. It's the fourth game of that uh, week or so long uh, road swing. Certainly wasn't easy. The power play looked sharp there for for Pens early on when Eric Eric Carlson got a. It was a strong side blast, strong side uh, one timer. Just oh, I mean, it was it was a nice play. He knew where he put it, or he knew where he wanted to go with it, and uh, he certainly made no mistake. Oh, and just, you know, Sylvie with a relentless effort. I mean, that was nice and tight, um, brought it behind the goal line and, and was able to to put it in. And Vetrano with a goal, um, you know, Pittsburgh comes back, makes it 3-2. And then, uh, of course, Mason, McTavish, um, T just back-to-back goals, seal the deal, primetime player. Um, and he just continues to come up big. I mean, he came up against uh, a top team in the the National Hockey League in the the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Uh, you know, he has not not been at his best uh, each and every game. And who knows? I predicted forty and forty. He's well on that pace. Um, who knows? I that that just uh, he, he knows he has to be the guy each and every night. He's relied upon heavily. So I think that. That boosted, and and I know he was going to be relied upon heavily, of course, heading into the season. But uh, oh, this this Ducks team needs him more than ever, scoring um, uh, at the rate he is, and you know by the, by just judging how he's playing, he's he's going to continue to do so. So, look, you got to contain that power play. They're an older team, so you know it's not to take away from their five on five play. Look, uh, Malkin's still playing well. Uh, Crosby's still. And I saw a, a stat at at twelve hundred games for for Sidney Crosby. God, he's he's top five in in points per game there, and the likes of uh, uh, 
Wayne Gretzky and Marcel Dion and, and you know some of those players that uh, he was with. It's it's really saying something. So when you have a guy like that in your locker room, you should always be worried because uh, he's always going to try to just get the the best out of his guys. Sullivan's not happy. He wants to to turn the tide. And you got to think that this is just a roster. They're too good to just have the record that they have. And it's they're trying to iron everything out. They're just trying to iron everything out. You gotta just stay ready against this Pittsburgh Penguins team because uh, they're scary. So tomorrow night, Honda Center can't wait. We just got uh, Bo Bennett's uh, perspective on the whole game. Look forward to it. Uh, hopefully, this Ducks team can make it seven in a row because the Pens are coming in looking for that win. They have some. Heavy steam uh, from that 10-1 schlacking against San Jose. Came a little bit earlier on this trip. Wanted to take full advantage of California. Hopefully the Ducks can take advantage of that. Catch them sleeping a little bit early on. It's going to be tough, so it's going to be fun. Oh, boy. 10-2 Pittsburgh. Just a little recap of this last game. Riley Smith with a night popped the first two. Oh, God, uh, he added an assist on Malkin's goal and another assist on another Malkin goal late. Um, so Smith, four-point game, and that was a big addition. Uh, pulling him was a super greedy move. It was a super greedy move on the Pittsburgh Penguins' part because they already had a very selfishly good roster and... They pulled Riley as well, which added insult to injury. And it's like a it's like a uh, all star team uh, if you really think about it, or at least a half of an all star team. And it's really not fair. Going to double check of that cap and, and make sure everything's good there because something doesn't seem right. There's just so much talent spewing. Uh, good to see Nietzsche get on the board. Nietzsche, just watch it. You know, just have a good game, but uh, just uh, I don't know. Ducks need to come home with seven. Who knows? Who who knows how many just wins this Ducks team is capable because they're not satisfied. It seems to not be satisfied, come from behind or not. They pull ahead. It just, they want it so bad. Um, and they want to continue to keep proving people wrong, which I think is, is scary for some of these other teams that this Ducks team is, is playing. Um, but... San Jose, oh boy, what what are they going to do? They're they're playing uh, Edmonton uh, Thursday night, um, and then we catch them a little bit later on this week. Uh, we have them at home here, Honda Center, five p.m. game, the last game of this week. Um, can never sleep on anyone at the National Hockey League level. Look. Um, you know, Mike Greer has had such a, I don't know, he's, he's had a, a, a tough start. Um, and I don't think you can place the blame really on him. Uh, he has offloaded a couple big contracts, Carlson being one of them that looked unmovable at one point. Um, you know, uh, luckily Carlson popped off there to the, to the point where uh, something could be done there. But I mean, to move that contract, hey, you know, hats off to him. Um, got a feel for them a little. No, you don't. No, you don't. Knock it off, Emmer. Do not feel bad for the San Jose Sharks one bit. Uh, divisional rival, and I'm going to cut that out right now because I don't feel bad. They've had some great years. 
um, going deep. I remember when speaking of uh, Nieto, Matt Nieto, who will face tomorrow, as you know, with the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, of course, but uh, he was on some great teams there with uh, Jumbo, Jumbo Joe and uh, Marlowe and when uh, Couturier was, you know, still there, of course, but, uh, you know, is, is in a different realm. But, uh, uh, oh, God, the, the list goes on and on when Burns was there. Oh, my God, they were scary at one point. So don't feel bad. Uh, yeah, uh, and, I'll, and I'll leave it at that. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so we're going to see them Sunday. Um, God. Two struggling teams, San Jose and Edmonton. Ooh, geez. What, what, what? The ratings are only going to be good with that one because you just, I mean, you still got McDavid and you got Dreisa. I mean, it's still, I don't care how Edmonton uh, is really doing. They're still a fun team to watch just because they're, they're loaded uh, with talent, but surely uh, facing uh, their fair share of struggles. So, but God, San Jose, Edmonton. We'll see what that happens. We'll see if that can slightly turn that San Jose team around. If that's a game to do it, uh, they better get it done because it's uh, it's not going to get any easier from them after that one. Um, you got Philly and uh, God, Philly Friday night at Honda. And interesting, Philly plays San Jose. Um, and that is tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Philly plays San Jose and San Jose, uh, when we face off against Pittsburgh tomorrow night. So a couple interesting dynamics. Uh, we got Philly, like I said, Friday, Philly dropped one five, nothing in their last game to the Los Angeles Kings. And oof, that is not pretty, but let's call it what it is. LA's scary. And I hate saying that it's kind of like San Jose. I do not. And sorry. I apologize again for slightly hinting that I I feel uh, uh, a little bit bad about San Jose because I don't. And uh, boy, this LA Kings team, we saw it in preseason. We have not, of course, faced them yet in the regular season. They just spread things out and they move the puck so gosh darn quick. Oh, Byfield with a, a, a big... Uh, to assist performance. He's playing on that top line. It's interesting. You know, people say, say what you, you want to say about Byfeld and, and, you know, the expectation, whether he's living up to it or, or not being that second overall pick. But uh, look, if Kempe and Kopitar want him on his line, it means he's doing something good and scratch that. He had three assists. He had a second assist there. So he had points on the first three. He had three assists on the first three goals. For the LA Kings there, and that's saying something right there, but it's saying something, and I want to shut out all of the Quentin Byfield haters, and there you you hear very little of them, but uh, you know the, the people early on who were just all over him, just take a back seat because he has come alive. Uh, kudos to Rob Blake and and just that whole development, patience, taking a, you know the minor stint, and but the fact, bottom line, that. Kempe and Kopitar want him on his on their line is saying something. It's saying that you know what, and Kopitar's puck protection skills are just you know lights out, T- top of the NHL or, or you know 
right there amongst the, the the best in the league as far as the maybe top 10 players are concerned for sure, maybe even top five. But, you know, Kopitar, Kempe, they're like, we need a guy that goes in who is first on the four check, who can come out with those 50-50 battles with the puck so he can feed us. He certainly do that, doing that. Three assists uh, there for him. Long story short, I don't know. This this. Philly team, they they might be teetering in the wrong direction. At least the last few have. Heading into, so now we're looking ahead. We know uh, Pittsburgh tomorrow night is going to be a very tough task, but we have Philly Friday at home. That's going to be a tough one, even though they, they've struggled last, really since they, they uh, last played us there uh, at home for them there on our, our East Coast swing. We caught them uh, when Carter Hart was not in uh, in net, and Samuel Urson was. And uh, yeah, it, look, uh, Samuel Urson is not Carter Hart, and Carter Hart makes that team uh, definitely better. Uh, he was Carter Hart was not in net against this LA Kings team? Is he going to be in net Friday? I don't know. For the Philly's sake, you got to hope for them that Carter Hart is is in net because he has totally hit. His lack of presence, I think it starts right there for, for you know the direction they've been trending over the last few games. You had Cal Peterson in net um, uh, this whole time. Oh, allowing five shot, five goals against um, with Samuel Harrison there as a backup. Who knows who's going to play? Doesn't matter. Uh, Philly's got enough weapons there for for Friday's game to uh, make it interesting. So can't take them lightly. They just got shellacked. Uh, they'll be hungry. They're taking. They're once again. They're playing San Jose there uh, uh, tomorrow night as well. So look for them to get some kinks out and and bring their best there when we play on Friday. Uh, last but not least, and we touched on San Jose, San Jose there just a tad. Uh, oh God, what uh, what do they do? What do they do? I don't know. Um, what do they have? Uh, I I just think kind of like Pittsburgh, they need to figure out. They are still trying to create their own identity. Um. Oh God! I mean, they have Duclair. They still have Hurdle. Um, you know, they have Couturier. Uh, you you mentioned those names. You think it it shouldn't be that bad? Um, well, you know, maybe that's all they got, and uh, maybe not enough on paper. Uh, just uh, Quinn. Uh, it's his first stint there too, and jeez, uh, it's between Greer and Quinn. And some of the new faces, and maybe not enough. How bad is it going to be? I don't know. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to um, get myself in any trouble here. Hey, it's National Hockey League. You can never take anyone lightly. We can't take tomorrow night against Pens lightly. We will not be taken uh, Friday night at Honda against Philly lightly, and a hundred percent. Greg Cronin, how he's got this group just absolutely dialed. Um, they won't be taking San Jose lightly there on Sunday. It's going to be another lights out uh, 
just Sunday fun day. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So six in a row. Hopefully we make it seven. Uh, some tough tasks and should be fun. This is this is a great momentum booster as if we don't have enough momentum right now. We've just really uh, weathered the storm as far as tough schedule here as of late. And now we get, uh, got to be careful tomorrow. Um, but we get a little bit of a break. We we get uh, ooh, not uh, not Boston, you know. We'll 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 say that, uh, and, I'll, and I'll leave it at that. Not Vegas, right? So uh, should be fun. Will be a fun week, and uh, looking forward to it. That really wraps it up. Uh, Got to talk to Bo again. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Bo Bennett, Stanley Cup champion. Can't take that away from anyone. Well deserved. And uh, so yeah, uh, kudos to you. I'm uh, repping the blank label Country Club crew neck which is so comfy i caught myself dozing off there a little bit almost falling asleep so it's it's got that thread count it is super duper soft and uh it's all good fun we are going to end with uh i don't know it is it it might even be too short for a final thought but we we're really going to dive into this once upon a time in Anaheim documentary. I just got to bring it that episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. I'm working on it. I'm not going to name drop anyone, um, but uh, I had the chance to work out with a significant uh, piece of that whole documentary. So not going to name drop. I got to make sure that we lock him in. But uh, as good of a guy as he is, I. God, I'm almost certain we can make it happen. So it should be fun. In the meantime, like I did, study up, watch it. You got Gay in it, and you got Timu, Paul Korea. You got Hazy, Brian uh, Hayward there, and uh, God, just a lot of good people that just you know really brought the best out of that uh, documentary and that that whole history that. Uh, leading up to the the Stanley Cup championship winning team, the highs, the lows, the Disney days. Check it out. ESPN Plus. Uh, it is an E60 feature. I don't know. They threw like 10 different things out. I, ESPN, ESPN Plus, E60. Just search it on your Roku, um, Apple TV. Search it. Uh, it is lights out. Um, check it out because we are going to uh, have an epi dedicated to it uh, and it'll be fun. So 6-0, and quack, 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 Ducks fans. Winning is fun. Thanks for tuning in yet again. We'll see you next time. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.